Hello, and welcome to the Ground and Grow podcast. I'm your host, Kayla Estenson-Williams. I'm a Minnesota-based marriage and family therapist, yoga teacher, and I create mental health content to help you ground and grow. I hope you enjoy this episode. Now let's begin. Hello. So this episode is going to be on infertility and mental health, which are very connected. And over this holiday season, so um, right now it's the end of November and then into December, I am going to be focusing some of my content on infertility because I know that this can be a really tough period of time. It can feel really lonely and isolating. Um, it's, it's just a really hard period to navigate for those of us experiencing infertility. And so this episode, I'm going to talk just in general about infertility and mental health to kind of give um, a broad perspective on things there. And then in my next episode in two weeks, I'm going to specifically talk about the holidays and infertility. So this will um, maybe be helpful for those of you in, in the thick of it this holiday season. Um, but yeah, so I am speaking to this from experience. So while I also enjoy working with clients who are navigating infertility, it's also something that is very personal to me. I struggled with infertility for two and a half, almost three years, um, before we had a successful IVF cycle. And so um, I know the ups and many, many, many downs that infertility can bring. So I'm going to speak to some of these pieces uh, just in general on how people might commonly experience infertility, and I'll, I'll speak to some of my own experiences with that too. Um, and before even jumping into it, I just want to note that people can experience this in so, so, so many different ways. There's so many different factors that can impact how this hits you, how traumatic this feels, um, depending on support systems you have and your history with all of these different uh, things that can go on in the experience of wanting to grow your family. And... So what I'm talking about, I'm guessing will probably resonate with some pieces, um, but your experience might be different and that's okay. So it doesn't have to look like this. It's not wrong if it looks like this. Um, there's no right or wrong way to feel or experience it. So I just want to put that out there to know that there are many, many different ways that you might be feeling and experiencing things and it all deserves space no matter what it is. But yeah, I think the first thing that's hard for all of us humans is uncertainty, right? Whether we are navigating uncertainty with a job or with a relationship or where we want to live or whatever, uncertainty is really challenging. And I think it's especially challenging when we are thinking of growing our family, right? Uh, most of us unless we have some reason that we already know about a diagnosis of infertility, if there was something going on that medically we already have that information, uh, most people go into thinking about growing their family thinking, okay, like here's this next step we're taking. Um, and 
this is, you know, people might feel excited. Um, it might be a really pleasant experience to think about growing your family. And, you know, people have different, you know, expectations and things like that, but I think it can be pretty common to think like, okay, this, you know, might, might happen this first month we try, you know, or I know for me, I was like, okay, for sure within six months, you know, I, I thought, okay, maybe like it might take a few months. I know that it doesn't happen right away, but I'm, I'm sure within like half of a year, uh, we'll be, you know, pregnant and growing our family in the way that we want. And so when people go month after month after month with, you know, a negative pregnancy test or, you know, their period comes and they know that they aren't pregnant, it's a really tough experience of uncertainty, right? It's, it's tough to plan and, and hold space for, okay, what is my future going to look like? I know for me, even before getting our infertility diagnosis and for us it was unexplained infertility so we never really got answers with what was going on but before even getting that diagnosis or doing any testing I think you know that that six month mark for me was probably one of the most challenging um, because it seemed like something was wrong right I saw other people in my life uh, getting pregnant with you know much shorter periods of time and I felt like, why isn't this happening for me? And is something wrong? Um, looking back, maybe I would have pushed harder to get some testing done or, or get some things in the work at that point because it was really tough to not have any answers. Um, also, looking back, I know I probably wouldn't have gotten any helpful answers, but um, it, that, that was a tough period. Um, and it felt hard to hold space for the challenge that that brought because I hadn't quite met the one-year mark that medically means you're struggling with infertility. So I wasn't quite at this point where I could like hold space for like, okay, my feelings are valid because I'm navigating infertility. Um, it really just felt like, okay, this is really hard. I'm having big feelings, but I shouldn't question it because it's not been a year yet, right? And maybe I should be okay with it. And so I just want to note like whatever diagnosis you have or if you, you know, aren't at the point yet where you can medically get that diagnosis, like it's okay to feel these feelings. I think it is really tough with the uncertainty pieces. Um, and I think for anyone experiencing infertility or difficulty growing your family in the way you want to um it it feels like this loss of control and then especially if you are already a person who likes to feel in control right so that is my thing that I think I've worked on much of my life and have grown in and I think infertility gave me many opportunities to practice um but I sometimes struggle when I don't have control, right? I like to plan. I like to know like timeline of things and all of that. And I know this is something, you know, this is my thing to work on. Uh, but it was really, you know, it was just so much more complicated with infertility, right? You feel this total lack of control. Um, even when you're doing certain things like treatment cycles or medication or, you know, whatever it is you still feel this loss of control because it's like, okay, I don't know if this is going to work or not. Um, I can do all of the things, quote unquote, right. Uh, 
but I don't feel like I actually have control in what's happening. Uh, it, it, I think it messes with us, right? No matter what area of life this is, but if we are putting energy and effort into something, right, solving some problem or doing something, and then nothing comes from it, that feels really heavy. We feel this loss of control. And in small aspects, right, I think it's helpful for us to work on, you know, accepting that we don't have control over everything in our life. But I think it's tough when it's these really big things, right? Like, of course, we want to have control, some essence of control uh, in, you know, what our, our family is going to be comprised of and these decisions. So it's challenging to feel that loss of control. And I think with that, it feels like our life is on pause while everyone else's life seems to be going forward, right? I think when you are navigating fertility challenges, that's when it just, I know it's where our attention is, but it just, it just seems like everybody on social media is announcing their pregnancies. All of our loved ones are getting pregnant um, and we feel like our life is on pause. For me, I had some really close people in my life uh, get pregnant while I was navigating infertility, and that was really hard to hold space for. Uh, On one hand, of course, I was so, so excited for them, Uh, so excited to, you know, see them growing their family and, you know, excited to welcome these new little babies into the world and, and have a role in their life. And it was also challenging to see people go through what I wanted to be going through, right? I wanted to be welcoming someone new into my family and experiencing all of the things they were experiencing. And and it can be hard to hold that dialectic because sometimes, at least in my experience, I felt really guilty for not being able to just be happy and excited for someone, right? I felt guilty for feeling jealous or feeling sad, And all of these emotions are really tough to hold space for. And so I just want to note that like all these emotions are so valid. And so if you're navigating some of those tough dialectics right now, just like, oh, put your hand on your heart right now and and give yourself some space to feel all the feelings, right? You're allowed to feel excited for them. You're allowed to feel jealous of them. You're allowed to feel sad for yourself. You're allowed to need space. Um... All of those things are valid, but it, I think it, you know, speaking on that mental health standpoint, like how could you not be feeling some anxiety or some depression when there's something that you're working really hard for that you don't get to have and and you might feel surrounded by people who are getting those things and you can kind of feel like, why me? Right. And logically we recognize like, okay, yep. Like everybody's bodies are different and things medically happen for whatever reason it is and there's nothing wrong with me uh, but emotionally it does feel like what's wrong with me right why can't I have this why does this have to happen to me and so it brings these really tough questions up and it can bring up some really challenging self-talk and just it needs a lot of space and, and later in the episode I'll talk a little bit about how we can hold that space but right now I just want to validate the large amount of feelings that you might be going through if you are experiencing struggles in growing your family. 
And then next on diagnosis and treatment, uh, first off, like getting an infertility diagnosis, I know at least in my experience, it was tough, right? Like even just waiting for that one year mark when, you know, I knew like something's not right. Like this should be happening. I feel like this should be happening. So something doesn't feel right. Um, and then, you know, going to the doctor, doing all these tests, like it's, it takes so much energy and even just getting that first diagnosis takes so much time. Um, and people don't always say the right things. Uh, like I even remember my doctor that I, you know, had testing with, you know, we ran through my testing, found out like, okay, not, nothing is wrong. Um, so it was unexplained infertility because it was infertility because it met that year mark, but we didn't find out why there was nothing indicative of a cause. Um, you know, as I know she was trying to be hopeful as I was walking out, but she patted me on the back. She's like, Oh, just keep trying it. It will happen for you. Um, and I was like, Hmm. That doesn't actually feel very supportive. I'm coming here because I'm ready to do something about this. And I really want to figure out what's going on and be able to work towards this goal. So just getting that diagnosis can be tough. And not everyone in our life, not everyone in our treatment team, all of that is going to know how to hold space for us. And... Gosh, treatment is another thing, right? Not everyone chooses to go forwards with treatment for infertility, and that is, of course, 100% fine. And and I think that can be a tough piece in its own, right? Like saying, like, okay, I'm not willing to do these different pieces for treatment and still trying to hold hope for maybe this can happen for us. Or whether or not you do treatment, like practicing acceptance that, like, okay, and our life is looking different. Like that holds a really big weight. But if you are in the phase of treatment, that's a really challenging period of time. So your whole life feels really put on pause for this. Uh, You are dedicating immense finances. Um, I know for me, like, gosh, figuring out the infertility stuff and navigating treatment was probably one of the most expensive things other than grad school uh, that I've done. But, you know, it, it started to get kind of close to my grad school loans by the end of it. Um, but yeah, so it it is an immense financial commitment because insurance usually doesn't cover much at all. Um, it's a lot of time. Not only is it like just time like in going to appointments and all of that, but it feels like life is put on pause. Sometimes a treatment cycle can be multiple months. It can be two or three months just to get a treatment cycle complete. And so you just feel like you are waiting and holding your breath, seeing, okay, is this investment going to be worth it? Um, And you're kind of putting your life on hold in a way, right? Like you can't really plan vacations super easily. It's hard to like in your mind, hold space for like different events you have going on or whatever. Um, it can be really hard with work schedules. I know for me, like in, in some ways it was really challenging that all of our infertility, like treatment and stuff was during the pandemic. Um, of course it was really challenging and isolating and tough in its own ways, but in some ways it gave me a little more space and flexibility because I was working from home. Um, so it's like, of course, easier to like 
give yourself injections at home than have to do that in the office. Uh, And then partway through that is where I also transitioned to my private practice. So I worked a little bit less and especially when I was in my IVF cycle, I worked really part-time and I even took some time off during um, the, you know, time where I was having my egg retrieval and transfer and everything. So I feel really grateful that I had that flexibility and it was still hard, right? I was, even though I like was able to take two whole weeks off to, to navigate some of that, that was still really hard. And so if you are someone who's working full-time or in the office or if your work isn't super flexible with you, this can feel really complicated because there are so many appointments that come up with it and we can't really plan or time these appointments out. It kind of is like you go in for, you know, they'll check on like, okay, how are things going in your cycle? And so it's just kind of like how your body is responding to treatment, Um, whether it's IUI or IVF or even just medication timing and, and all of that. And so you don't really, here's this other aspect of like, you don't have a lot of control. You can kind of guess like, okay, what day might this happen or what week will this happen? But, uh, we don't have control on when that's going to be. And, um, I know like during my IUI cycles, so I had four IUI cycles, all of those were unsuccessful, um, And that was when I was working more full-time. That was before I transitioned to my practice. And in some ways, that was more challenging than my IVF cycle, which is, you know, interesting because it it has significantly fewer appointments and medications and all of that. But that's when I had a more full schedule, and it was hard for me um, to, like, create spaces because I had a a fuller client load, and, and I... I'm someone who really doesn't like last minute canceling on people. And so it was really tough, like trying to schedule these appointments and not knowing when it's going to be. I had a lot of stress and anxiety around that. Um, and it was also something I wasn't sharing with my clients. And so it's not like I could say like, oh, sorry, I can't meet tomorrow uh, because I have my IUI tomorrow Um, because I didn't want to jump into that. I didn't want them to feel like they had to hold space for that, of course. And so it's it's a tough piece not being able to feel like fully open and honest. And for me, like it's hard to not uh, be really transparent about things. And I think a lot of people experience that at infertility, right? Like they might not want to share this with their coworkers or there might be certain friends or family that they're not sharing it with. And so there's this huge thing going on in your life that's dictating your schedule and routines um, that you can't fully share about with everyone. So that makes us feel really disconnected to those in our life um, as well as ourself. And in treatment, gosh, like even without treatment, your body's going through so much because you are just hyper aware of everything going on in your body, like hoping something is working, tracking your cycle, all of that stuff. And if you're going through treatment, your body is going through a lot. Um, medications can feel intense on, on our hormones and on our bodies. Um, it, you know, especially if you are doing like any kind of injections, like for me, like I'm not super needle phobic, uh, 
but I definitely was not excited to have to do that. And thankfully, my husband was kind of excited about it. Like he felt like a medical professional, I think. So it was, it was good that he felt really comfortable with it and he did all of my injections. And um, I'm thankful that he did that because I, you know, the first time I was like, okay, I got this, like, it'll be fine. Um, and then I'm holding the needle and I'm like, I can't do this. I am freaking myself out about it. And that can be stressful, right? Like just the act of taking those medications um, and getting those injections is tough. And then of course, all of the side effects that they have, and those can be really heavy, really significant. So that is certainly a challenge. Your body is going through all of this in this time of uncertainty, in this time where you don't even know if it's going to work. And So then you have these decisions of like, okay, how much money, how much time, how much energy are we willing to put towards this goal? And that's a tough question, right? Because um, if it works, it's worth it, right? I know for me, you know, I was like, okay, if I could have some guarantee that it would work after this many treatment cycles, of course, like I will figure out a way to make that happen. But there's this uncertainty. You don't know if it's going to work, right? There might be less than a 50% chance each cycle of treatment, right? And sometimes significantly less than that. And so it is this tough piece of, is it worth it? Um, and I think that deserves a lot of space. And there's no great answer because we can't predict the future. We don't know uh, when it will work, if it will work, and that's challenging. And so with this comes a lot of grief, right? We are grieving the loss of a plan that we're putting in place for our future. We are grieving um, potentially some potential losses in the process, whether it be a loss of a treatment cycle, right? Um, maybe you are doing IVF and, and had a loss of an embryo, right? So in the end, you, some, some people don't end up with any embryos after doing, you know, the first IVF process, but you might only have a handful of viable embryos. And each time there is this loss, right? If, if you did a IVF cycle and it didn't work, okay, now there's one less embryo and, and that loss of that cycle you know, I think that can be a really challenging piece too. And it's certainly common for people who experience infertility to also have miscarriages. And so there's a lot of grief and loss and trauma in that. And so there's a lot of space for grief. There is a lot of space for grief. And grief is a tough emotion because it's not one we can just... um, do something different and and not feel grief anymore, right? We can't just like put ourselves in a good mood. Like grief is meant to be experienced and meant to be, um, there's meant to be space held for it and which is a beautiful thing, but also a really challenging thing. And then I think it of course impacts the relationship. So if you are um, trying to grow your family with a partner, so if you are navigating infertility and any potential treatment with a partner, it puts a lot on the relationship. Uh, You are 
putting so much energy and time and potential finances into this goal and you're not getting anywhere, right? It's kind of like if you were to like renovate um, a bathroom in your home with your partner and you were doing this for over a year and like never got anywhere with it and like the shower's not working and all of that, like, oh my gosh, that would impact the relationship, right? Like that would be so much stress. Like why are we putting so much time and energy and effort into this thing that's not working? right? And it would feel like, what's wrong with us? Why can't we do this? Of course, there'd be communication challenges and all of that. Um, and infertility is, is, I mean, it's of course different, but it uh, in some ways is, a, is very similar of like, oh, of course, that would be a challenge, right? And intimacy might feel complicated because it is so tied with this goal that's not getting anywhere. And you might be at different spaces in it, right? One of you might be really gung-ho with certain treatment goals and another one of you might not be on that same track and both are valid and, and it's like, okay, now how do we hold space for that and communicate that and all of this? So <sighs> relationships can be challenging. Our own mental health can be challenging. And and these are just some of the common reasons. Like, gosh, there's so much. I could probably talk for like five hours about how challenging infertility can be on our mental health. But this is just kind of the the surface, uh, the the general pieces there. Um, but now I'm going to talk a little bit about how we can make sure we're holding space for it. And I I want to start that by just saying like, there's no perfect way to cope with this. Because it's something that you might still be navigating and working through. Um, and I think even if you do end up falling pregnant, like you're, you're still like healing from the trauma of infertility. So it doesn't just like go away. Um, you're, you're still holding space for all of that. Uh, but if you're in the thick of it, like it's not this thing that we can just solve the emotional aspect like it's going to continue to be challenging no matter where you're at in the process even if you accepted hey this isn't in the cards for us and you go a different direction or or you know allow yourself to say like okay and, and we're not going to have children like um even when you feel like you really accepted that piece it's still tough right so we need a lot of space held for us and it's not this thing that we hold space and then we feel a lot better. It's like we hold space to just navigate and get through. And no surprise, like the first thing I'm going to talk about is therapy. I think therapy is going to be a really helpful tool. Um, and I know some people might not love therapy or it might not be for them. So it's okay, right? You don't have to go that route. But I would highly recommend considering it. Um mental health is going to be significantly impacted. You know, anxiety and depression and trauma are all super, super, super common in the experience of infertility. And so having space to process that with a therapist and ideally like a therapist who gets it, um, maybe someone who understands the experience of infertility or understands the process of treatment or, you know, who at least is going to be willing to like sit and be curious and learn from you and, and hold space with you, I think that can be helpful. Um, if you meet with a new therapist and they just like 
maybe unintentionally invalidate you by being like, oh, just keep going. Like it'll, it'll happen. Um, they might not be the therapist for you. So make sure you have a fit with someone that feels like they can really hold space for this. Cause I think it feels really complicated for people who don't get it, who haven't experienced it themselves or had someone close to them experience it. Um, I, I think it can be hard to wrap your head around. So find a good fit with that, I would say. But sometimes we need someone neutral in our life to hold space. So our partner is also going through it with us. Uh, They might be feeling anxious and depressed and traumatized. So they might have a hard time holding space for us. Um, Family and friends, it's going to depend, right? If they have had that experience themselves, they may or may not get it. And so I think working with a therapist can be really useful to just process the really valid pieces that that is going to be needed there. Um, And I think this kind of segues into the next piece of just being mindful about who we are processing this with, right? So a therapist is one great person, but, you know, I think, of course, we want a support network uh, with our partner if we have one, with our family, with our friends. This is where it can be complicated because you might have a really good friend who is a wonderful support in many things in life, but they might just not get how to hold space for you with this. And so here's another element of grief. Um, and, and a, you know, of course, I think helpful to like explore like, hey, can we give them the information and let them know what we need so they can hold space for us better? Um, but we might also have to like be picky with the boundaries we're holding around this and who we're letting in and yeah there's going to be a lot of grief right you might have a loved one that just can't get it or says a lot of the wrong things and you might choose to not let them into this part of your life a ton and that might hold hold a lot of sadness and so hold space for that sadness how you need but then yes like choose to confide in people who are willing to hold space for you whether they've experienced it or not but but having them having the skills to hold that space um it might also be worth looking into therapy groups or support groups around this i know i attended one when i was um on on a break from treatment uh preparing for ivf mentally <laughs> but that was really helpful for me to have a group of people who are in the thick of it too. Um, and I think that goes into my next note of like taking breaks. So you don't have to go boom, 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 boom. Like um, you get to take the pace that you need, right? You can take breaks from any kind of intentional tracking or trying. You can take breaks from treatment. You can take breaks where you don't know if you're coming back from it or not, just to kind of reflect and take, you know, inventory of, hey, where am I at? What do I need? I know I, um, you know, once we got our unexplained infertility diagnosis, I was kind of like, okay, let's, uh, let's go, let's do the treatment and all of that. And it was really tough because it was kind of, um, for me, I got the diagnosis right before everything shut down in the pandemic. And so it was like several months until things opened up again where I could actually start with um, some further testing and treatment. So that was tough for me because I wanted to just go forward. So I was really waiting to just be able to start treatment. Um, But it was an unplanned break in there. But um, 
you might be the kind of person that wants to just jump forward with treatment or you might need some space to explore like how you're feeling with it decide if you actually want to do treatment all of that um and for me we did end up taking a break eventually so we did four rounds of IUI that all failed and we decided to take a couple months at this time it was like around the holidays so we decided to take a couple months to be like okay let's just enjoy our lives a little bit and uh, not be so focused on this um and that couple months turned into like almost a year of um in some ways kind of pushing back and avoiding it a little bit because it was hard to hold space for but also doing some some healing and living and and trying um you know other like natural treatment things that which I think you know helped me become maybe a little bit healthier but didn't work in the end like I was maybe hoping like there'd be some magical miracle it would just work uh but all that to say you are allowed to take breaks as long as you need right um I know it can feel really tough because we already probably feel really behind where we want to be but if you need some breaks to feel like you find your footing that you need to make decisions that you need, take breaks when you need. Um, practice all of the self-care that you can. This is going to be self-care around your boundaries and your routine and how you hold space for yourself, how you do lovely things for yourself, how you connect to others. Uh, and it's not an easy like self-care in this process isn't easy because sometimes we get really focused on problem solving and we forget to like nurture ourselves in the process of it. So a reminder to nurture yourself. Uh, if you're not sure where to start, that's a great conversation to have with your therapist, right? Like what self-care do I need? Um, and then another note I want to say is um, if you're experiencing some like significant anxiety or depression or, you know, whatever that's going to be you might also explore like medication, right? Like, do I need some medication to help me with this depression? Um, and so that might be a conversation to have with your doctor. I think if, um, sometimes we think like, okay, if I just like practice the right things, like then I won't need the medication and I'll be okay. But I think when we are experiencing a significant stressor in our life that is causing the depression, um, sometimes we need an extra tool. We need an extra skill. And because we can't just like fix the infertility piece, um, it, you might be feeling really heavy because of what circumstances you're going through. So I think there's no shame in needing medication, whether it be long-term, of course, but like, even if it's just a period of our life where we need a little extra support, um, I think that can be a nice thing. I think if I were to redo my infertility experience, that would have been a route that I would have uh, added in to to support some of the tough feelings that I was having with it. So I, I just want to put that out there, that medication can be a nice thing in addition to therapy, or at least exploring that route. And getting you know connection and support wherever you can. This is going to be with yourself. This might be with your pets. This might be out in nature, with your loved ones, whatever it is. Really focusing on like, okay, how can I be present in my life and feel connected to a little moment of fulfillment? <sighs> Which is tough, right? Like there's a lot of space that we need to hold for tough emotions. And 
a loss of control and uncertainty. And so finding space where we feel grounded can be challenging, but I think is really important. And that's all there. Again, this is something I could just talk about forever on, on all of the um, varying ways that this can be experienced and needed to be supported. And so let me know, like, um, shoot me an email or message me on Instagram if there are specific things that you're wanting me to talk on in regards to this, because I'm going to have um, some content for the rest of this year on it. And of course, in the future, like I'll have periods of time where I'm talking about this some more too. Um, but if there are certain things that you'd like to learn more about with this or, you know, whatever, I'm happy to share more because there's a lot of things on my mind with it, but I won't go into everything. I won't, um, uh, drone on for the next five hours. I'll keep this a reasonably timed episode. Um, but it's big, it's important. And if you are in the thick of it right now, and if you're listening to this like live as, as the episodes come out, then in a couple of weeks, I will have an episode on navigating the holidays during infertility. Cause oof, was that hard for me personally? So I'm going to share some things that I think can be helpful just to maybe like hold space, be a little like friendly connection in, in this time of it. So stay tuned for more and again, reach out if there are some additional pieces that you'd like me to speak on too. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If I referenced any links in this episode, you can find them below in the show notes. If you like the Ground and Grow podcast, I would greatly appreciate a rate and review from wherever you're listening so that others can find us too. If you'd like to be the first to know when new episodes are coming out, you can subscribe as well as follow me on Instagram at Kayla Estenson Wellness for all updates. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I look forward to connecting with you again soon.